We've all heard the expression, swim 2.4 miles, bike 112 miles, run 26.2 miles, and brag the rest of your life. What you don't hear is that your friends, your family, and especially your coworkers grow tired of hearing about your early morning swim, how you skipped lunch to get a spin class in, how you crushed your brick workout, or how you've become a math whiz at calculating your macros. My name is Mike Bosch. I have a wife, two sons, and a full-time job. Five years ago, I began my triathlon journey with modest intentions. I wanted to lose some weight and be able to claim that my best athletic days weren't behind me. After completing my first sprint triathlon, I was bit by the Ironman bug. Three years later and 50 pounds lighter, I completed Ironman Texas, and I couldn't have done it without an incredible support system. Everyone needs a support system, and that's what I'm offering you. I will talk to men and women just like you and me, the age group athlete that is juggling family, friends, work, and all that life has to offer on their journey to accomplishing an incredible goal. This podcast will offer recommendations on training, nutrition, some tips and tricks, and even strategies for race day. Whether you're training for your first race, looking to set a personal best, or have completed a full distance race on every continent, we all want to cross the finish line and hear those words, you are an Ironman. Wherever you are on your journey, this podcast is for you. So if you're ready... Let's start this week's episode of the Everyday Ironman podcast. Hey guys, Mike Bosch here, and let me tell you, it has been another crazy couple of weeks. You might remember that two weeks ago, I was dealing with what I believed to be a calf strain, but what I now believe was a muscle cramp. I did take about nine days off of running and biking and really focused my attention to recovery and working on my swim technique. I purchased a percussion massager from Amazon and made sure to massage my left calf twice a day for about 10 minutes at a time. I'm happy to report that I'm back to both cycling and running with no discomfort at this point. Additionally, I'm happy to report that my replacement form smart goggles have been shipped. I would like to thank both Fiona and Chris in customer service. They were very responsive to my emails and provided me with up-to-date information regarding my warranty claim. For anyone on the fence about purchasing the Form Smart Goggles, I have to say that I have been very happy with the goggles themselves and with the customer service department. I'm looking forward to having visibility to real-time data as soon as next Tuesday. In the episode two weeks ago, I broke down my swim experience what it was like for me when I started training, and how I'm currently approaching my weekly swim sessions, so I thought I would continue with that theme and talk about the bike this week. When I started my journey in 2015, I had a full suspension mountain bike. I didn't do a lot of serious riding, I just pedaled around the neighborhood with my wife and the kids. So when I started training for that first sprint triathlon, I quickly learned I was in trouble. Besides the fact that the knobby tires were not designed for the streets and that a full suspension mountain bike doesn't maximize the benefit of energy transport or 
the fact that I paid $100 brand new, if that gives you any indication of the quality of the bike I was dealing with. All that aside, I didn't know even when to switch the gears or what gear I should be. It was horrible. I would literally wait until it was too hard to pedal and then start clicking the gear selector, oftentimes into a too low of a gear to maintain any sort of momentum. After talking to some people and getting some advice, it was clear. I needed a road bike. Now at this time, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into in terms of a time commitment, but especially not in terms of cost. So I talked to my wife and we agreed that I could get a reasonably priced used bike. I found a giant Kadex a week later on Craigslist and boy did that make a big difference. I went from 9 miles an hour to 15 miles an hour on the same course in one ride. I slowly upgraded to clip-in pedals, bought an approved helmet, some quality bike shorts, and I was in business. I went from my long ride of 10 miles to 30 miles in two weeks' time. And I know that 30 miles for a long ride in an Ironman world is not that impressive, but it was for me at that time. After I completed a few sprints, it was clear that I wanted to pursue the coveted Ironman finisher status. Not that I needed one needed one, but I set my sights on a triathlon bike. I did some research and settled in that I wanted a Trek speed concept. Now this was in 2016 and a carbon version was nowhere in my sights. I was on the hunt for the first version released. You know, the aluminum framed silver and black with red accents model. And I found one about 45 minutes from my house three weeks later. The seller was getting a new bike and was somewhat motivated. He was my same height, so the frame was the right size. And after a few conversations, we were able to agree to a price that we were both comfortable with. I have enjoyed that bike ever since. Now, I have made some upgrades to it. I've added the integrated bento and draft boxes. I've upgraded to a carbon cockpit with carbon shifters. I found a matching 90 millimeter flow rear wheel to match the front one that the bike came with. And I added a set of Garmin Vector 3 power meter pedals. Things have been great. The bike has treated me well and I've been good to her. But about five weeks ago, I got the new bike bug. Well, the newer bike bug. I found a 2016 Speed Concept in Azure Blue with DI2 shifters for what I thought was a reasonable price. In hindsight, I should have approached my wife with the idea differently because her perspective of a reasonable price didn't match mine. After wearing her down, I mean explaining all the benefits of the newer model, she did agree that I could buy the new bike and sell my bike to offset some of the cost. I'm sure you would not be surprised to hear that in the five days that we were in negotiations, my dream bike was sold and is now in some other lucky athlete's possession. What I have discovered in the weeks since is that a large frame speed concept with DI2 shifters is not easy to find right now. The one that did come available was $2,000 more than what I could afford. And in the meantime, I've read so many stories of carbon frames that have sustained structural cracks that I've convinced myself to keep my bike and upgrade to electronic shifting. 
I found a very comprehensive online article that broke down all the things that I would need and included a compatibility chart to help ensure that I don't buy a part that I can't use. Since making this decision, I have already secured a front and rear derailleur, a pair of DI2 TT brake levers, and an A-junction. All gently used, of course. I'm currently on the hunt for aero shifters and trying to decide on the internal or external battery configuration. I'm sure that was more information than you needed, but I'm just talking you through my journey. So what's my approach to training? My training plan has me riding Tuesdays and Thursdays for 45 minutes with varying short efforts. Sometimes it's hill sprint, sometimes it's race pace for a specific period of time, and then a long ride on Saturday that increases in mileage week over week. Pretty standard stuff. I'm very lucky because the LA Fitness that is two miles from work offers a cycle class on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings at 545. The class has the same seven core members with the occasional guest. I have found them to be super supportive, friendly, and inviting. They ask me how my training is going and have even invited me out to coffee after class. They know that I don't drink coffee, but have invited me to hang out with them anyway. Because I live over an hour from work, I have to get up at 4 a.m. to be there on time, but the sense of community is totally worth it. On Saturdays, I get up early and ride my bike on the trainer. I have a Tax Vortex Smart Trainer that is paired to my Garmin Connect account. I have downloaded the virtual course for Waco 70.3 and have really been focusing on getting maximum time in the aero position and producing a consistent level of power. Right now, I'm working to maintain 200 average watts on my training sessions. The course shows to have a long gradual climb and then a fast second half. I know that I will need to get out into the elements at some point, and I actually have plans to participate in an organized bike ride at the end of the month. I'm just deciding on whether I want to survive the 100-mile route or ride the 100K course and focus on turning in a solid race effort. Either way, I'm excited on how things are going at this point and will continue to stay focused on making small, consistent improvements. Next week, there will be another interview to enjoy. I was fortunate enough to speak to the 2012 Ironman World Champion a few weeks back. Pete Jacobs, while definitely not an everyday Ironman, shared some incredible insight into his experience, what he has been up to lately, and provided some tips that I have already started using. So be sure to check out Pete's episode next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions, advice that you would like to share, or would like to be a guest on the show and share your story, you can email everydayironmanpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow on Instagram at everydayironmanpodcast. Until next time, keep moving forward.